previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And I got a little bit of taste of that when we first pulled up to the Capitol and we had this big black SUV with the tinted windows. And this was right after 9-11. So the Capitol Hill cops were just uber, yeah. you know, nervous about everything. And so I, we pull up to the Senate office building. I get out of the, the SUV and immediately it says, sir, you can't stop here. You have to move on. And I said, well, I got Chuck Norris here. But he's you know not looking at <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. March Madness has arrived. It's here. It's definitely here. Also spring. Oh, that's right. Spring. That was yesterday. Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. Okay. Big announcement. DC Defenders are 5 and 0. Whoa. And they just beat division rival the St. Louis Battlehawks 28 to 20 over this past weekend. They have rivals already? Uh, well, I mean their division. I mean actually knowing that Washington DC has a decent football team. Now. Sure. <laughs> I don't mean this as a knock on the Washington football team, Commanders, whatever they're called. But I don't know. I just think we should run with this for a little bit. (laughs) Everyone's sticking their nose up at the D.C. defenders here. And uh, I I think just at the XFL in general. Yeah. But hello, you're 5-0. Right. Only undefeated team in the league. Get excited. That's amazing. So anyway, now let's get into some lots of stuff. We'll get back to the NCAA tournament. Don't you worry. We've got lots of tourney talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got lots of announcements about that. But we're going to start with some corrections. Patrick Smith, episode 62. Did Chuck just say, quote, it is use the code, all one word, all undercase. Um, <laughs> I believe that you were looking for all lowercase. Now, Roxy, uh-huh. I put this to you. Yeah. Not denying I didn't say that. Right. I remember you saying that. And I also know this is a we drive on parkways and park and driveway situation. But yep. you know when you're doing an email address or you're typing a screen name or something like that, and you get Roxy, and then you know that dash, but you want it down here. What do you call that? That's an underscore. That's an underscore. Right. Why isn't it a lower score? Hmm. I mean, if it's under, if why can't it be undercase then? If it's right. lowercase, why isn't it a lower score? You know, I'm just saying, people. That was one of those things where I did catch it, but I figured, eh, they know what you mean. It's fine. I did fine. too. Yeah, but good old Patrick. So I guess maybe I need to call you out before everyone else starts correcting no, you. No, it's okay. Let, <laughs> let Bobby, Smitty Scoop, who else we got? We got a long list of those. Yeah. Uh, they love Todd Decay. Roop. Roop. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Can't forget Roop. <laughs> All right. Then we have an apology. Or is it an apology? Uh Uh-oh, let's see. Brad Phillips, episode 184. Not even a mention of nailing the Oscars running time? What's up with that? P.S. I've heard Chuck Norris's tears can cure cancer. It's a shame he never cries. (laughs) So I think we might be on to the Chuck Norris. Dad jokes and Chuck Norris jokes. Oh, you want both? The best. Roxy's greedy now. I thought we were going to shift from dad jokes That's to Chuck Norris. That's fine either way. No, no. Okay. No, the dad jokes are great. We're, we're coming to those. Don't you worry. Okay, Mr. Episode 184. Your time was three hours, 37 minutes. Now, he was getting all braggy braggy on the night of the Oscars and sent us an email, I believe, right away mm-hmm. and said, hey, I feel pretty good. Oscars are rolling at three hours, 37 minutes. Well, the problem is, Brad, that the credits are freaking long. There's a lot of people they have to thank Uh that go into the Oscars, okay? So if you happen to do what I did and just Google 2023 Oscars official running time, you'll see, Brad, the official running time based on the 95th Academy Awards, three hours, 40 minutes. So, Brad, sorry to say. Now it gets even better because, first of all, Brian Becker, episode 83, 
also had three hours, 37 minutes. Wow. So if there was an apology to be had, it would be to both of you and you would have to share in the glory, right? <laughs> However, <laughs> I spent way too much time deep diving into you this. did. Foxy. <laughs> Greg Sharamita, episode 154, had three hours and 42 minutes, Whoa. which I believe is closer than both of you, unless, of course, you're using Adam Benson math. Then, sure. Then you're all in the top. What would that be? Three hours, 40 minutes, whatever you want right, to call it. Right, 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 right. So I don't know what to say. I don't really, I don't think that's an apology. You lost. So not only did you not nail it, and you would have had to share in the glory if you had nailed it at three hours and 37 minutes. Right, anyway, right. thanks for playing. We appreciate those. <laughs> all right. Speaking of dad jokes, let's get to Steve Tashir, episode 114. A woman walks into a library and asks if they have any books about paranoia. The librarian says, they're right behind you. <laughs> Did I deliver that right? Yeah, I think so. Roxy giggled the first time I read that. The first time I read that, I didn't quite get it, but it's funny now, I guess. Roxy's yeah. laughing. That's all that really matters. People on being paranoid and they're constantly looking over their shoulder. Okay, but did I deliver it right? That's I think what you I'm, did. That's what I'm most, I, I was so excited the other day when we had Sid here and she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know we were into a dad joke. And I'm like, that's all in the delivery, baby. All right. Now these say specifically for Roxy. Okay. Why do dogs make terrible dance partners? Why? They actually have two left feet. That's really. I had to think. Well, think about it. They have two left feet. Of course. Oh yeah, they do. (laughs) They have four legs. Oh my gosh. Two are on the left. Two are on the right. (laughs) I thought that was very clever. It's almost like not. Well, they've got front paws and hind paws. Okay. Right. Is that what it is? But there's two on the left. I know. And two on the right. I know. I actually had to think about that for a second, and then I I didn't really think of that as a dad joke. That's just a real... That's a fact. That's just a fact, Mm -hmm. a realistic fact, yeah. (laughs) All right. What kind of exercise do lazy people do? Sit on their couch? Diddly squats. (laughs) (laughs) And then he wrote, thanks for all you do to entertain us. Well... Steve, Thanks at this for all point, you do to entertain Steve, me. Steve, at this point, you're entertaining us, so yep. we appreciate you as well. All right, let's move on to Adam Jameson, episode 142. Did you know that before the crowbar was invented, crows just drank at home? <laughs> and then he wrote, P.S., I'm with Roxy on The Quiet Man. Yeah, maybe, it's such maybe, a good movie. Maybe Adam needs to be quiet. Maybe you need to be no, the quiet man, Adam. No, no. <laughs> Chuck, you be quiet and okay, we'll watch the movie. I'm not denying it's a good movie. It's just a long movie. It's a very <laughs> yes, long movie. Yes, okay, that's fine, but it's very interesting. And the best part is th- at the end. you got to wait till the end. All right, so everyone else watch the movie and let us know Dragging what you her think through the, the town. Actually, he. I think he yeah, actually... Spoiler alert. It's fine. I think he <laughs> actually broke her wrist in that full-on drag through the countryside You know, I heard something. There the was town. an injury on that movie mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, All he right. was really yanked. Uh, whoa all right let's move on and then last but not least what is a runner's favorite subject at school geography geography like geography i think that was special for you and dina geography geography Geography. right and of course that was episode 178 (laughs) all right roxy let's get to the business at hand what everyone's been waiting for but it's not going to go without a little bit of chit chat from us about the ncaa tournament first of all Bravo to you, Ro- Roxy. Watched a lot of these games this past weekend. I did. I was actually very impressed. She was very into it. But I have some quick things. Now we don't go into sports here on this podcast, but we're dealing with the NCAA tournament. We kind of have to comment a little bit. Is it me, Littles, or is this year the year of the floppers? Now, what I mean by that, I feel like I'm watching soccer out there. I have not noticed this 
much flopping in an NCAA term when they get scraped on the cheek and then they fall on the floor. Oh my gosh. I have okay, ne- yeah. I can't believe how much flopping there has been this year. And especially when they go back and play the replay, these people should be embarrassed. Yeah, they're not being hit. I saw one the other day. He didn't even get he, hit. like didn't even touch and him like, and he's oh. like on the floor on his back. Like, I'm and, like, what's your problem? And on the floor for like a minute, rolling uh. around in pain. Like, that's soccer to me. Look, if he was trying to do something, like make a sketchy move there, and he injured himself on the way down, that's on him. Well, that's not on anyone who was like maybe potentially touching him. They definitely were not. But I mean, even then, that warrants some painful Mm -hmm. rolling around on the floor. There's a couple times where they're not even touched and they're rolling around the floor, like trying to get the foul. Yeah, that's stupid. It just blew my mind on some of them. Then the other thing, the only comment I have on the uh, NCAA tournament is I wrote down on my paper, Tom freaking Izzo. I mean, what is it? That guy can find, he could have the worst, he could have a losing season, squeak into the tournament and Mm -hmm. then somehow get like two or three tournament wins. He's amazing. I'm talking about the head coach for Michigan state. Of course, the Spartans, you know, it just blows my mind. I always take that into account, mm-hmm. and I feel like the years when I put him through to, like, the final four, he, like, goes out in the second round. Yeah. You know, but then when I don't, I only had him going to, uh, one round this year. Okay. And then, of course, now he's probably going to make it to the final four. Yep. That team, I just don't know how he does it. I, I Look, I like him. He seems like a great guy and coach. But congratulations. That's what I wrote. Tom freaking Izzo. That's yeah. all you can say. Anyway. All right. Let's get to what everyone's been waiting for, Roxy. Let's get to our leaderboard and all that stuff. We have one leader right now. Usually there's a tie. There's not. We have one person. I don't know who it is, but the title of the bracket is Jeff Ma of Gaelic Sports. Wow. Then it says TR Lake Bum. Now, so I don't know what any of that means. I do not (laughs) think this is Jeff Ma. We don't know who you are. I mean, that's okay. We don't need to know right who you in, are right WTFC. now. WTFC. Well, I don't know. Because if he doesn't win, I don't want to know who it is. I don't care. I no, want to know. <laughs> but I don't think it's Jeff Ma. If okay. it was Jeff freaking Ma, that'd be kind of cool. But I don't think it is. Uh, anyway, he's in first, but only by 10 points. Okay. And then we had like four or five tied for second. Okay. So, But we're not going to get into those. Okay. Now we get to the hardest part, in my opinion, of the bracket. And I think it could blow up on someone, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Losing Groggy in 23... I think now I'm not don't quote me on this, but I think that might be Tony Beeson because of some other comments he's made on okay. the uh, social media pages. That's our last place person. I forget how many points I forgot to look it up. I want to say it's like 100, okay. maybe 110, which there's is still time. Well, no, because these people are going for the worst bracket, Roxy. Oh. So what I do think is funny. Now, the bad part about this is this is usually decided well before the final uh-huh. bracket because you have so many bad teams. They just they're out. Right. However, this year kind of bit some people. I think this is funny. Princeton could bite him in the butt. Yeah. Princeton is still alive. A 15 seed. If they win, he does. He has Princeton <laughs> thinking they were going to be out by now. So if they win one more game, he gets himself bumped out of last place and up to whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, we had hundreds. Wow. We should have started with that, Roxy. The turnout for the bracket challenge oh, this year amazing. was absolutely amazing. We appreciate everyone who filled out a bracket. But anyway, so I don't know what place this would put him in. But then the funny part is if Princeton wins, then I think we have a tie Ooh. for last place. Okay. And it's two other people. Okay. But I think it's just funny how it comes all down to Princeton, a 15 <laughs> seed. So anyway, let's go over to... The bigs, because we had some polls. I put out a poll. What would you do with the 42 long if you want it? 
Tony's Ooh, jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people said they would just keep it for display. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Sensible. There was a tie for keeping it to wear or asking what second prize. But uh, most people <laughs> said they'll keep it and dis- to display it. Cool. Congrats to Gary Braun, episode 90. Him and his son Spike are leading the bigs. Brackets. There you go. Congratulations to the great Zucchini, who is now a member of the bigs brackets. Yeah. That was announced on yesterday's big show. I don't know. You know, the funny part is I spent a good 15 minutes with him on the internet and on texting, trying to get him to help him figure out how he could join on ESPN. (laughs) He told me he sent an email to the big show. Mm -hmm. He wasn't sure if it was going to get read. He's like, do you know how I can join? Do you have a way to connect to Michael? And I was like, bro, I don't have Greg Garcia's information. I don't have Michael's information either. So I step-by-step showed him how to, he had to join ESPN, Uh create a password, create an account, all that stuff, then join our bracket. Mm -hmm. Then he joined the TK show. So he's in the TK show bracket. But it looks like Michael just printed it out and he's in the bigs. Nice. So that's kind of cool. So cool. congrats to the great zucchini for that. Yes. That's amazing. And he's in ours too. He's not doing so well, Uh-oh. but that's okay. All right. Now, what really everyone's been waiting for are Sweet 16 bracket name finalists. I think this is a joy every year. Honestly, this is the only way I would advocate for a bigger field because Littles, this was Roxy and I, it took us an, at least an hour and a, a half. A long time. It took us a long time to whittle this Narrow down we down. had so many brackets and so many great bracket names yep. that it was really tough so what we did was we actually got it down to 32 and we now have a sweet 16 bracket yep. name finalist okay but what we're going to do because there were so many great ones what we're going to do is we are going to first do the honorable mentions so these are the people that played against our sweet 16 names mm-hmm. But unfortunately, didn't make the cut. Okay, so Roxy, I'm going to let you read this list. All right. All right, so unfortunately, Littles, this is the list that you don't want to be on because this means you're not making it to the Sweet 16. But that's why we're having Roxy read it because it'll hopefully ease the pain a little bit. Yep. All right. Honorable mentions. Hot Pink Hangover Reunion. The Drummer and the Rockette Pod. Fun Dumb Bracket. Fun and Dumb Bracket. Be Arthur's Pick. Used the Code. Orange You Glad. 63 Mediocre Picks, Smooth Over Coke, Mr. Dancy Pants. <laughs> that was, I would say that one came in 17. That one made me laugh. Yeah. Clearance Rack Me, Never Sir Under, 42 Long, Signa Help Desk, Mr. Tony's Attic Monster. Maybe that's why he's in the basement. The Loyal Littles Podcast, a big box of that. All right. So those are the ones that unfortunately... <laughs> They're good, but they're they, not going to Vegas. They're not going to Madison Square Garden. But they made it to honorable mentions. They made it to honorable mentions. They made it to the round of 32. Yeah. I guess is what we'll say. So good on you. It's so hard, Littles. You have no idea. Really? All right. So this is what we got for the Sweet 16 bracket name finalists. We have Roxy versus Doxy. Ooh. Roxy says, ha ha ha. Third wheeling with Chuck and Roxy, it's called. <laughs> That's the whole bracket. <laughs> the bracket, the whole thing is Roxy says, ha ha ha. Third wheeling with Chuck and Roxy. <laughs> Then next, I bowl with Chuck. Aw. Forgot my Chuck and Roxy number. <laughs> Episode 12, eat it, Garcia. Yeah, if you had Garcia in there, you that pretty much... That was pretty... Yeah, yeah that, that was Good on you, good. good on you. Next one, 83, hello, Choxy. I'm Greg Garcia's agent. <laughs> then we have higher seeds do wear white. Then okay. we have Chessy ate my bracket. Aww. That was funny. And then we have, who's Tony? <laughs> Then we have Bury the Leaders. Ooh, See what they clever. did there? Bury the Leaders. Then we have Greg Garcia's understudy. <laughs> then we have I Howl with Chessie. Aw. This is another one of my favorite. Phil's mom's sister. <laughs> Not his aunt. 
Phil's mom's sister. <laughs> then we have episode TBD. Great. Then we have episode 67, Never Not Funny. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason there were a lot of the episode numbers. That was the first one we saw yeah. that came in with an episode number. Now, yep. we know we picked a few others, but mainly because they had Garcia attached to it. <laughs> but that was the one that came in, which we thought that was clever. And yeah. they got right on it. And that was one of the first ones we saw. And then finally, our last 16th, the bracket is simply... Ha, ha, ha. That's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> so those are Sweet 16. Maybe we'll put those somewhere on the website. Speaking of the website, just so you know, I'm going above and beyond, I think, on this tournament challenge thing You here. always do. After every round, I am posting the leaderboard on the website. So all you have to do is go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Click on the 2023 Bracket Challenge tab at the top. Yep. And it'll show you our most recent updated stats. Great. And the leaderboard and all that stuff. So... That's all we got. Now, real quick, before we get out of here, we usually end with these. Thank yous. We have some thank yous, but with a twist. But first, we're going to do this one because we just got a little, we got a big box of that from Bob Walsh, episode 39. And he's kind of feeling my pain here, I think, Roxy, with the shipping situation because he sent us a box of Peeps cereal. Yes. It's, I can't wait to try this. It is family size. cereal. Mm -hmm. But the shipping costs, because we see what it costs to ship, I mean- Hello. Now you feel my pain, right, Bob? I, know. I mean, this is what we spend all most of the money on that the generous supporters give to this podcast because it probably costs quadruple the amount of what the box is cereal. I would say at least costs. double. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. So, but thank you, Bob, for that. We can't wait to try this. I know. We're looking very forward to that. Speaking of Roxy, a friend totally non-little related on one of my Facebook pages, whatever, bought a 12-pack of that Peeps Pepsi. Whoa. A Pepsi, is that what they're calling it? Peepsy, Peepsy, and he hated it. So I jokingly said, send it to me. He's like, give me your address. I will. I kind of told him not to because I'm like, it's going to cost you like 50 bucks to send soda. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you might just want to get rid of it, though. So yeah, but you're not. That, I just told him that's ridiculous. <laughs> not to, So it might show up in the mail. I don't know. I'm very excited if it All does because right. I really want to try it. I've been yeah. looking everywhere for it, but I can't find it. So anyway, and then a very different kind of thank you. Chuck and Roxy, Ed Butt here. Many thanks to you and to Bob Walsh for your PSAs about the Colorado Littles Gathering. Thanks to you, we had to expand our table a couple of times because six unexpected Littles said La Cheeserie at the door. Oh sure, an email on the big show helped. But a few of them said that it was your recent announcements that tipped the scales for them. And several had never met a real live Little before. We had a great time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And there are now several new people looking to add Chuck and Roxy numbers to their resume. So how sweet is that, Roxy? That's, of course, Ed Butt, episode 51. I'm so glad that worked out. I mean, and we just really appreciate it. Look, we've said it from the day one. This is a a podcast for Loyal Littles about Loyal Littles. And whatever we can do to help promote those things, we will gladly do. Yes. And we just really appreciate all of you for taking the time to come on to meet the Littles and for listening. Yeah. And uh, it's really become something really special. special. So we really appreciate it. Wow, we said that at the same exact time, and we swear that was not written down. Speaking of Meet the Littles, it's time, Roxy. Okay. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Mm -hmm. Hi, Littles. This is Sandra Rohde. And you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Well, I can't remember what we did last night. 
are being played in this episode by a band called The Ramblers. And this song is called Ain't Gonna Let That Bring Me Down. Now, if you like what you hear, the best place to see all their stuff, they said, is on their YouTube channel. And we'll post a link to that in our show notes. So just head on over there. And as always, we will play the full song. Ain't Gonna Let That Bring Me Down at the end of the podcast. Up this morning with a heavy head, but I ain't gonna let that bring me down. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles and Roxy. Chuck, another one from the five one eight. Yeah, we're getting a lot of these. I, I love it. We're gonna have hometown cooking. We're gonna have hometown reviews. We're gonna have hometown everything. I think for me. Yeah. Please welcome to the podcast. Is it David? Or Dave. We're going to find out. Please welcome to the podcast, David Lombardo. Hey, David, how's it going? It's good. Uh, really a pleasure to be here. I feel like I've finally made it as a Tony Kornheiser fan. <laughs> so this is a big moment for me, and I look forward to updating my resume when this episode finally drops. <laughs> all right. Just make sure he knows that. That's that's all. <laughs> I mean, who was it the one, Roxy, that they were on? Oh, it was Tony Beeson. He was on The Big Show, and then he came on our show for five mediocre minutes, and we're like, yeah, it's just downhill from here. You're just yeah, going right. downhill uh-huh. the whole time. Uh-huh. So, yeah, this is great. But you know, as you know, you've listened to some of our episodes. We take it back. We let you start it off. Tell us a little something about yourself. So I am born and raised in Saratoga Springs. It's an upstate oasis for tourists uh, in the New York landscape. Uh, I think you're probably oasis. familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, unlike uh, vast stretches of uh, upstate New York. Should we and start there? Can we, can we pause? Sure. I can't believe I'm already cutting them off, Roxy. Well, because I think this is an important question. What is your definition of upstate? Do you consider Syracuse and Buffalo upstate? So I'm glad you're asking this because I've really wanted to get this off my chest for a while because I have my own show that that I host on state government and we will occasionally needle politicians about where does upstate start. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty comfortable with the idea that upstate is anything north of the Metro North area. So any counties that are serviced by Metro North are part of downstate and anything else is upstate. And so I think that Buffalo, Syracuse, Albany are all part of upstate, Ah. but I also agree that there are other regions that make up upstate New York. So there is a western New York, there's a central New York, there's a southern tier, a north country, a Mohawk Valley. So everyone can have their own unique identity within the upstate region. Wow, you're such a politician. I like that. He's going for all the votes. It doesn't matter where you live. Yeah, no, I like that. I get it. All right, No, but that makes so much sense. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Where the Metro North stops is where the line is. Oh, okay. That I never even sense. thought about that. I just mean, oh. as far as for me, it's just north. So we'll hear from politicians, say, in Manhattan, and they'll say anything north of the Bronx is upstate New right. York. We'll talk to people in Brooklyn, and they'll say, you know, anything outside of Williamsburg is <laughs> upstate New York. So, you know, it's all in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Yeah. Now, since we've got you here, David or Dave, why do none of the other states do that? Why are we the only one? There's no upstate Florida. There's no upstate California. No, there's Northern well, California. Right. Well, that's not upstate. That's what I'm well. saying. There's Northern Florida. There's Right. So I don't know what that stems from, but I know that other states do have their own unique geographical distinctions. You guys, it, with uh, New Jersey, I, I've heard that there's the central north and like southern parts of mm-hmm. uh, New Jersey, and that's something that's up for debate. But yeah, I, I think that New York is just unique in that way, that we have uh, not only a vast uh, area of upstate, but a, a vibrant uh, debate over what actually is upstate. Wasn't that a theater warm-up 
Unique New York. Unique, Unique New, New York. York. Unique yes, New it York. was. Anyway, all right. <laughs> this has gone completely off the rails. What were you just going to say? Sorry. Oh, I just said the arsonist has small feet. I thought we were going to do all the bits Oh, from, oh. Uh, Anchorman. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, <laughs> yes. yellow leather. Okay, we got to get back to you. We need to meet you. So upstate New York. <laughs> yes. So fast forward uh, about uh, 22 years from that birth, and I started working in the Capitol first as an intern in uh, 2009 for the Legislative Gazette, the student-run newspaper. And it was at that time in 2009 when I really got the bug for state government, something I hadn't even thought about prior to that, because that summer there had been this big tumult with the state Senate that had been deadlocked, and this was in the wake of losing a governor to a sex scandal. So I thought this was really cool, and at that point it was just like, I want to spend the rest of my life either working in state government or covering state government. And from that point on, I had a bunch of different media jobs, working for newspapers in the region, working for members of the assembly as their communications directors. And fast forward to now, uh, for the last three plus years, I've hosted a daily public radio show covering state government that is syndicated on stations around New York and uh, available as a podcast. And I guess for public relations purposes, I should say it's called the Capitol Press Room. And after you finish listening to this uh, conversation, you should come download our, our show. Yeah. Oh, we'll get you. Yeah. All right. Easy killer. We'll let you plug everything at the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm just kidding. So take me back. You said that was 2000. Which was that? That wasn't Pataki, was it? So that was 2008 when we lost uh, Elliot Spitzer oh, to right. uh, okay. his gotcha. fandom of prostitutes. Yeah. And actually, I think one of his final speaking engagements was at my college, uh, SUNY Geneseo, where I remember seeing him speak. And then shortly after that, he uh, resigned when it uh, came out that he was client number nine. And since that time, the last 15 years have just been crazy here at the state capitol. It's been one scandal after another, whether it's people being arrested for corruption or being taken down by their own sexual harassment issues. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I just love being here uh, every day. He's like, I'm in the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's also a pro because you can tell he segued right where I wanted to go because we didn't get into that. So you went to SUNY Geneseo, right? Yes. You just said that. So what was your major? Is this something you've always wanted to do? No, I, I was a political science major and envisioned that I would basically be Josh Lyman from the West Wing for people who have seen the Aaron Sorkin drama. I grew up watching that from I think 1999 through 2006, mm -hmm. and that was how my initial vision of politics and understanding of politics was shaped, and I thought he was cool. I thought working in state government was cool, and I never thought about journalism, which didn't really make a lot of sense considering my mom was the managing editor of the local newspaper where oh. I grew up. Um, oh, nice. But it, it did not dawn on me. And in 2008, I had an internship with a congressional campaign, and I thought that was a lot of fun. But fast forward to time to graduate, and I didn't have any idea what I was going to do, didn't have any jobs lined up. Uh, but I had begun writing a little bit for our school newspaper, The Lamron, which is normal backwards. That was something that started <laughs> as the result of me writing a letter to the editor, which was basically in response to them arguing that Barack Obama at the time didn't have the experience needed to be president. And I sent them a letter saying, I don't think that makes any sense. Uh, he's another politician from Illinois who's got a brief amount of service in the federal government. The last one, Abraham Lincoln did okay. Mm -hmm. So how about this guy? And they said, oh, we really like this. Can we run it as a letter to the editor? And I had just thought of it as like a late night screed to the uh, editor at the time. And I was like, sure. And from then, I kind of got hooked on seeing my name there and said, can I write more often? And so I got into this habit of 
writing a biweekly column for the school paper. And it was some of the most creative, fun writing I ever did. It might have helped that I often would get blitzed on a Wednesday night and write a column, sometimes in all rhyme, sometimes as these drug-induced scenarios. I wasn't high, but the characters in the, in the stories were. <laughs> sure, and, you were. You, know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was too nerdy to have access to marijuana. I yeah. found drinking underage, but I couldn't get to drugs early on. But then I guess I'd gotten enough of a taste for journalism at that point that I was able to launch that into the internship with Legislative Gazette. And this is also at the time of the Great Recession. So a lot of communications people weren't really hiring. So I did a lot of odd jobs after that internship, including uh, promoting the Windows phone in, in some malls. I, I continued to work for Ben and Jerry, something I'd done since Ooh. I was uh, 14. So that's kind of how that whole transition uh, occurred. All right. So now, Littles, he did fill out the form very well, by the way. This is always going to be a surprise to Roxy, but mm -hmm. there were so many places I was like, oh, he's, he's segueing right to this. He's segueing right to this, but I don't know which one to go to. <laughs> I don't know. Should we just rip the Band-Aid off at number seven when it says, took a road trip to Jingle Fest in 2017? I'm pretty sure Shad gave me drugs in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't know, but I, I think we'll, maybe we'll come back to that one. Let's go back here. That's a good one. Okay. Um, number two, I am a lapsed professional sports fan. So let's let's go into that. It also, I'll just go to one, two. TK Fandom dates back to 20 plus years as a teen listening to the show on road trips with my family. So it sounds like one of your parents listened to TK as well. So my dad would read Tony Kornheiser in the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. And when we would take our perennial trip across New York to the Rochester suburbs to visit my grandfather's family for Thanksgiving, we would turn on the show. And I remember that they would also end up having a lot of reruns of the Tony Kornheiser show on at this time, because obviously he's celebrating Thanksgiving too. And we remember hearing this story uh, that they would play where they're reading the news and the news would be about this person who was found dead in their apartment somewhere in Europe. I think it might've been like Germany. And they had like Christmas lights on all year long. And that was kind of how they realized that this person might not be still with us since they were left on past Christmas. And it was a perennial rerun that we would hear, and I thought it was really funny. And uh, I remember then I started listening to the show on my own when I was in high school through the syndication of the show. And we would hear it. I think it came on before Dan Patrick's show. And in the summer, I might just take out my dad's giant radio, which was essentially the size of a laptop, and put it on the driveway. And I would shoot hoops and listen to them doing their shtick. And that was kind of how I became a fan. And then got into it again in college with the podcast and uh, downloading it to my classic iPod mm -hmm. every day, having hooked my computer up to my iPod and uploading mm -hmm. it and downloading it from iTunes. And that was how I started listening religiously again and have not missed an episode since uh, college, which would be around 2007, 2008. Nice. Wow. That's excellent. So now let's get into the lapsed professional sports fan. Now, are you do you have a favorite sport? So my favorite sport to play right now is softball. But growing up, my favorite sports to watch were baseball. I was a big Yankees fan. I had the benefit of growing up from the mid-90s. Oh, right. Just yeah. enjoying all those. When they were all on steroids. Right. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a lot of the New York Yankees were on steroids based on the home run totals. I mean, our, our biggest home run hitter in that period was the 1997 Tino Martinez yeah. season. No, they, and, I mean... Uh, 
all of baseball. I'm not, I, I don't, yeah, everyone knows. Well, you might not know, actually. Roxy and I are diehard Red, Red Sox, Sox fans. fans. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, anyway, but no. Yeah, Mark Feinsand, uh, I was listening to a previous episode. He was not. Oh, is uh, he on our excited. podcast? Yeah. Oh, wow. Not too, not too excited about the upcoming uh, season for I the Red Sox. Yeah. yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. And he didn't even um, mention us. No. <laughs> so, wait, no news is good news, maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah. we'll, you know, all right, I got to go here, and then we're going to sure. take a break. No, I mean, I'll be honest. We thought we were going to completely suck in 2018. And that was just a shock. I didn't see that coming in any way, shape, or form because the year before we came in last, I believe. We've yeah. done that twice Worst now. I think to first. Like 2012, we came in last. Mm-hmm. And then 13, we won. Yep. And then I don't know if we came in last in 17. Uh, in, listen to me talking like a I Yankee know, fan, right? talking about multiple championships. <laughs> yep. You know, I mean, when's the last time the Yankees got to do that? I mean, oh, when you were growing up. Back to you. Sorry. Uh, well, no. yeah. So, you know, I had that experience from 1996 through yeah, 2000. That was uh, mm. and it was great. And then mm. I found the 2001 series to be traumatizing when they blew it uh, against the Diamondbacks yeah. after some really great late heroics that I couldn't even stay up for because I was too young oh, yeah. back right. in 2001. I would wake up to the news that they had these big home runs. Who was, but then who was the, the, well, who was the Japanese pitcher they had that he lost, what, he lost two games that well, so there was the uh, closer for the Diamondbacks who kept blowing it. Uh, oh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sorry. I cannot remember his name right now, I but I either. think he was from uh, either Korea or Japan, if I right, remember correctly. Right. But yeah, so that was tough. And then the 2003 season really is what did it for me. I just sure. didn't really care for that team mm-hmm. and actually found myself liking this upstart Marlins team with all these young people and exciting talent. So when they blew that series, I was kind of already checked out because I was more interested in beating the Red Sox. I was going to say, I was going to say that had to like, all right, so two things quick. Let's go back. In all seriousness, I don't know if you haven't read Buster Only's book about the dynasty, Mm -hmm. look it up. Fantastic book. I, I don't normally play. He hasn't even been on our podcast, so it's not like him. But I got it as a gift one year, and it wasn't even a joke. It was a, a friend who actually know, it's her, it was his cousin who I was on tour with. And so as a Christmas gift, she got me an autograph. She, she had him autograph it, and he writes like, it's <laughs> hilarious. He wrote in it, oh, I hear you're a Red Sox fan, something like that. No, it's really good. You'd, you would love it, first of all. Second of all, I have been on record as saying, as much as this hurts me to say, 2003, in my opinion, was probably one of the best seven-game series you'll ever see, ever, ever, between the Red Sox and Yankees. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was back and forth, and then game seven, Pedro versus Clemens, right? That would be enough. No, then we're going to go to extra innings, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just just so great. And I mean, obviously, we came out on the losing end, but I still, to this day, say that's... That was just amazing. So yeah. I was, I'm saying that must have been such a high for you, even though, to, see, at least for us, when we beat you in four, honestly, I was like, it wasn't until my scumbag Yankee fans <laughs> that were starting to go like, well, you better win the series. Otherwise, it's going to be 1918 all over again. I didn't even think about that because to us, that was the World Series. Yeah, like beating them was... Same, same here. Yes, I had that's all these, what I would have thought for Yankee fans I had all these guys in my high school who were like Red Sox fans, even though they lived in New York, mm-hmm. and I just did not want to hear from them if the Yankees lost to them in 2003. So when they cleared, you know, the Red Sox, when Aaron Boone hit that home run, I breathed a sigh of relief and kind of actually just checked out yeah, on the World Series. totally get it. And just was kind of done in general. Because you mentioned, like, Roger Clemens. I didn't want to root for Roger Clemens. Yeah. I didn't like Roger Clemens. I didn't like, you know, Gary Sheffield. I didn't like some of the people who were on the team. I wasn't excited about A-Rod joining later on. So I was basically just done from 03. And I go to one game a year now as part of a bus trip with Ben and Jerry's in, in Saratoga Springs, my former Little League coach, uh, 
puts together a bus trip every year of former players and current mm -hmm. players. And that's pretty much how I still stay engaged with the Yankees, but I don't follow or care about it other than what I hear from Tony. If uh, he talks about, say, Aaron Judge, and then I learn about there's a big home run chase. Yeah. Interesting. It's kind of sad, though, in a way. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you seemed like you were a big fan back in the day. Yeah, yeah you were lucky I found to... other things to uh, dedicate myself to. I'm a big state government nerd now, so <laughs> oh, you're... double down on movies and TV. Oh, you're a bigger nerd than that, but we're going to tease that, okay? <laughs> yeah, let's just do it now. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have, is it David or Dave, Roxy? What are you going with? I'm going to say Dave. All right. Dave Lombardo is here from the 518. We're very excited. I did want a quick self-correct. It's not really correct, but the Buster Only book was called The Last Night of the Yankee Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Fantastic book. Now, you said your dad has that book? My dad has every book written about the Yankees and by the Yankees. If Joel Sherman wrote it, if Buster Only wrote it. Uh, if somebody else wrote it, he's definitely got it in his collection. All right. Well, then maybe I'm going to impress you by knowing that I have. I don't remember the name of it. He'll know. The book that Gator and Yogi wrote together. It came out about, I don't know, like eight, nine, ten years ago, something like that. Because I got them to sign it. So I was at the book signing for that. And that was really cool. It's all about Gator picking up Yogi at the airport every year for spring training. And because they, they were like best buds. I don't know if you, mm -hmm. I'm sure your dad knows all about it. But anyway, let's get back to what did we call it? Geeking out now. What were nerding out? Nerding out. Thank you, Roxy. You're gonna love this, I think, and you're gonna love that I don't do this or I didn't do this, but I have a similar story. Number three, my best friend and I used to record our own versions <laughs> of PTI in high school. Ooh. Now that's nerding out, my friend. Yeah, that was you know a surefire way to pick up chicks back in <laughs> 2004 <laughs> and five. Okay, if you have not written into the big show to tell Tony that, I feel like you need to because. <laughs> Did you just do it for fun or did it was it like a school project? So at least once we did it as part of a sports marketing class okay. that we took together, yep. which the class mostly just consisted of us making collages of our favorite athletes at the time and then printing it out and having my best friend's dad uh, laminate it. But at least at one point we had to do some sort of project like this. And I remember being at my best friend's house and his parents had a camcorder and they set up some sort of recording setup. We threw on shirts and jackets and did a variation of commenting on national sports as well as the super duper local sports. Oh, my God. Like that's great. Weighing in on the JV basketball team. That's amazing. I think that's what we were doing. And I think my best friend's dad would serve as the voice of the producer for certain segments, uh, like when we had mail or uh, other. Roxy, you know, do it. Things. Roxy. Mail time. She loves that. <laughs> it's like going back in time. That was right. great. That's awesome. That's uh, so cool. Her game is when we're watching, she tries to do it at the same exact time yeah. that the, the sound cue comes on. Mm -hmm. And she's pretty good. I think you've nailed it once, once. in like hundreds it's of episodes. Art form. But now real quick, I, I'll never remember the episode, but I went into it where I got dragged to a church one time by an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go. And I walked in, and I it, they did the whole thing based on PTI. It was so great. Now, in all the topics, of course, were religious topics. But what it, denomination of uh, oh, Christianity I, does I, that? I have no, honestly, I don't remember much about it. But I did say, if it's like that every time, I'll go. Yeah, it I was guess great. Ari Melber doesn't go to that church. Yeah, right. <laughs> clearly. 
So I actually ran into Jamel Hill one time mm-hmm. at we were at the uh, Broadway show Jekyll and Hyde the revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible, <laughs> but I bumped into her because and I of course I'm a fan. I was a fan of hers when she. This is from when she was on Around the Horn. Uh-huh. So we're going back a ways, and I had to tell her because it was one of those weeks where Tony Reale would take the week off. Okay, and I always hated this. They'd yeah. get like either Woody or someone would just sub or they'd get like a no name to sub in as the host. And it's just it's how I kind of feel like PTI when they have someone subbing, subbing. Or mm-hmm. the worst is two subs. Right. And it's right. nothing personal against who they are. It just doesn't to me. It just doesn't work. It doesn't have the same effect. Right. You hate Frank Isola. I hear you. No, Roxy I, loves Frank. Isola. If I ever oh, okay. met him, I would be a little starstruck. Yeah. But it's not them. It's it's me. That's why I should say it's not you, it's me. But no, seriously, it just doesn't have the same. And that's how I feel about uh, Around the Horn uh-huh. when they would do this. So I pitched this idea to Jim. I think this would be a great idea, personally, is if when they took the week off, they could have a, a sub co-host. But w- instead of getting the normal people, they should get fans of Around the Horn. And you do four new people every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. the winner of each day goes ahead against each other on Friday. Ah. Now, it could be me, it could be Dave or David, it could be whoever. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? I just think that would be a blast to have for fans. I think I'm sure there's a liability issue there with that. Probably, but... but I will say this. She said she thought it was a great idea. She'll pitch it to Reality. Mm. That's what she said. I'm never sure happened. that never happened. <laughs> uh, I think that she probably did pitch it, and it contributed to her departure from ESPN. Probably. Like, oh, my God. Maybe. <laughs> no, thank Chuck, you. it's all your fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. Sorry, Jamel. All right, let's get back. We have something in common. This is going to be funny. Number eight, I live with the This Show Stinks wristband that regularly <laughs> appears on television news programs. I'm wearing mine right now. I have mine on as well. Absolutely. It's, it's constantly here. And when I would occasionally make appearances on a, a local uh, PBS affiliate for their weekly New York State government show, New York Now, the former host of the show would occasionally take screenshots of it because he's also a little uh, Matt Ryan now uh, in state government service. And he would post the shots on Twitter to remind me that I had been wearing this or text me pictures of it. And uh, there are just constant shots now of me in these appearances where I've got the bright orange wristband. It's a little dulled now over the years, uh, yeah. just uh, yeah. appearing uh, on different programs. I mean, wait, when I see someone live with one on, not at like Jingle Fest or something like that. I mean, like in the real world. Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. I see, it's going to be like Wonder Twins Power activate. Yeah. <laughs> That's what exactly. I'm going to be like. I'm going to run. Uh, shape of. An eagle. Right, Form of right, water. right. Well, remember that show? Oh, my gosh. Uh, he's probably too young. No, I okay. remember that Just show. Just a little too young. Yeah, okay. So now we have to tread lightly here because we don't want to, like, lose all our listeners, okay? But number five, I play softball on a team of current and former Capitol reporters who compete against other working in state government. Yes, uh, the Legislative Correspondents Association for about a decade now has... Uh, had a softball team that competes in Albany against other people working in state government. So, for example, the Division of Budget has a team. The uh, Office of General Services has a team. It used to be a lot more robust. We used to have a team for the Assembly Democrats, the Assembly Republicans. Although actually, the Assembly Republicans still feel the team, even though they're the smallest conference really here at the Capitol. So there's really no excuse for the Senate Dems and Assembly Dems to not have a team. Although, really get inside the weeds. In 2018, the Senate Republicans had this coalition that broke up. They had the Republicans and some of these independent Democrats. So they broke up. You, everyone thinks that's, oh, oh, whoa, that, what that means for state government. What that meant for the softball team is that they disbanded 
because the Democrats who used to play on the Republicans team no longer did. And then the Republicans didn't have enough players. So, you know, this what happens at the state level really has ramifications for the real people uh, down here in Albany. But uh, our team started out, we were kind of like the bad news bears. It was really embarrassing to the point where we would take a team photo every time we won a game. And we were only taking one team photo a year. <laughs> um, but uh, fast forward to 2021 and we actually finally won our league. It was uh, very exciting after years of being thwarted by the Office of General Services. Uh, we finally were able to get that monkey off our back and uh, under the leadership of uh, Coach John Campbell, now of uh, WNYC Radio, we uh, were able to win and we're a pretty competitive team now. Wow. Excellent. Well, Fun. When you feel like some real competition, you should come down to the city here and play in Central Park. And, uh, you know, we'll show you what real Those leagues is. are really serious. Throw yeah. down, Oh, baby. my gosh. Well, like celebrities no play in some of those leagues. Yeah, I mean, some of the. I mean, we also play in the Broadway Show League, which that's there's that gets serious, intense. That gets intense, too, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Let's move on to the most important one, number nine. In 2022, I earned the distinction of New York State Government <laughs> Correspondent for the Tony Kornheiser Show. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> so that stems from Governor Kathy Hochul deciding that she was going to make Stony Brook and Buffalo flagship universities in New York, leaving out Albany and Binghamton. And obviously, as anyone who listens to the show knows that Tony hates the Stony Brook Sea Wolves. Uh, you know, no, not a good school, as he puts it, uh, which may or may not be true. I wonder how and he feels so, about Geneseo, though. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what he'll probably say is that it's not as good as SUNY Binghamton. And then I'll have to let him know that Binghamton was my safety school. Ah, uh, exactly. <laughs> but so some politicians from Albany started making a little bit of a stink about being left out. And so I was curious if Binghamton cared about this. I was only curious, though, because of what Tony might think about this. So I reached out to Binghamton, having no plans at all to report on this in my official capacity as a journalist, but only to give Tony some fodder for the show. So I reached out to them. They gave this sort of blah comment about how we love anything we get from the governor and really didn't weigh in on being a flagship. And so I sent that into the show. Tony read it and uh, approved my request to be the official uh, state government correspondent. That's yeah. so fun. We're not official anything, Roxy. No. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's been that hard to kind of earn that distinction. So wow. I feel like if you ask for it, uh, you might be able to I, you uh, know, bring that here's home. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes you hear it and then they don't say anything because we've had people go the unofficial because sometimes they'll say, oh, sure, you can have that distinction. And then there's mm. other times where they read it. And, then they and I think they mean to say it, but they just go it. on to something else yeah. or something. And so it's like, <laughs> eh, it didn't become official. Right. That's true. You know, so anyway. Wow. Well. David, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been great. Uh, as you know, we have our fun dumb questions waiting for you. I hope that's okay. Yes, please hit me. All right, Roxy, start us off. All right, so you mentioned you've worked at Ben & Jerry's. So do you like ice cream or because you worked there, you don't like it anymore? If you do like ice cream, what's your favorite flavor? So I love ice cream. Anyone who knows me will tell you that I have basically an ice cream addiction. <laughs> and if I'm going to spring for Ben & Jerry's, which is pricey. Yep. And when I had the good pleasure of working at Ben and Jerry's, I helped myself to a, a lot of it. I would spring for it in the pint form, the mint cookie. But uh, if I'm going to pay for it anywhere else, I will like to get the uh, brownie cookie sundae or cookie brownie sundae that the mm. uh, Stewart's sells. And I buy it in a half gallon and 
I basically can't control myself, and over the course of a night, we'll eat a half-gallon ice cream. Okay, you nice. might have to go in. Now, I know what he's talking about. Stewart's. Now, yeah. there's the orange soda, the root beer soda. Mm-hmm. There's the soda and the ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mountain Brew, and they're, they're well, they said that was discontinued, but they're also known for their milk as well. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I don't, we, might, oh, yeah. we might have done that growing uh-huh. up, but... Yeah, I'm guessing a lot of people don't know what Stewart's is. Is that like a nat? It's not a national thing, right? It is not a national. It's primarily an upstate oh, gas station word. convenience okay. location. Yeah, and it's beloved the way the Wawa and other yes. uh, convenience store gas yep. stations are around the country. Uh, they even started selling merchandise. Uh, that's how popular they are. Nice. All right. All right. What is your favorite movie quote? I think my favorite movie quote is one that I often hear my mother say as well, which stems from Dumb and Dumber. And it's uh, when Jim Carrey gets shot down by Uh his uh, love there and goes, what was all that one in a million talk? And my mom often butchers the quote and just says other versions of like, it's a one in a million shot and things like that. And so it's really grown on me. And so I like the original. And then I also have the sentimental attachment to the versions that my mom spews. Nice. So you're saying I have a chance. Okay. <laughs> Slappy, Swesson, Samson. <laughs> Samson. Oh, Samsonite. That was way off. <laughs> oh, the Sunshine State. Yeah. All right, Pretty Roxy. bird. All right. Name a product or service you love so much that you'd happily be that company's spokesperson. Wow. Okay. So I am already the de facto spokesperson among my friends for America's Test Kitchen. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's basically like consumer reports, but for recipes and for kitchen products to the point where I used to have friends come over and for like dinner and stuff. And then I would make them sit down and watch like equipment reviews that they had done. They had a show on PBS. I would DVR episodes and I would make people watch these. And now when people get me gifts, they will let me know if it is a kitchen thing. Don't worry, Dave. It's America's Test Kitchen approved. It's the right <laughs> paper towel holder. Don't worry. And so, yeah, I am already their unpaid spokesman in okay. the 518. So it would be great to get on that payroll. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Last one. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? So I think I would like to be on one of the two Netflix shows, either BoJack Horseman or Big Mouth. I didn't really think about what character I'd want to be, though. I just would like to exist in those universes. It seems like a really screwball comedy kind of fun. (laughs) And maybe, you know, the Big Mouth would be a second chance to try puberty again and maybe do it right this time and not pick at so many zits or something. That show... That's crazy. That's like worse than like South Park and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I someone they were talking all about us. I'm like, oh, I got to try the show. They're like, oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. If you like Family Guy, if you like Mm -hmm. South Park, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow, that show just goes there. Yeah. (laughs) I find it to be very sentimental, too, though. I I think it has a real I mean, it's obviously very crude, but I find it to have a a real heart that I kind of connect with, uh, especially the experiences of the young women on the show and what they go through. I I think uh, a lot of uh, young boys should probably watch this just to maybe be better human beings. Mm. Ah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. That's a really good way to look at it. I think I watched a couple episodes with you, Chuck. I don't know. And then it was one of those shows where I would just go to sleep. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Roxy, let's end with some rapid fire. Okay. Coke or Pepsi? I buy whatever Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi is on sale at the grocery store that week. I'm agnostic. Nice. Adaptable. Nice. Gotcha. All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, 100%. I 
love the cartoons. I love the movies to varying degrees. And I'm, you know, started Mandalorian, although I think Andor has kind of ruined me for the show. Gotcha. Okay. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? I consume smooth peanut butter. I don't know if that makes me a basic peanut butter biatch, but... That's where I lost points with Chuck, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I know. All right. Straight shooter. (laughs) All right. Now, here's a new one. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about this one, but it was from a loyal listener, so we're going to do it. Pancakes or waffles? Ooh. I prefer pancakes. Although people get a little uh, angry at me, that's mostly my best friend, because I don't put maple syrup on them. I'm just a butter guy, and I like to have them with sausage, too. And one time in a pancake eating contest, I insisted I had my sausage, and I didn't really think about how that would defeat the purpose of trying to consume as many pancakes as possible (laughs) and had a a really weak showing. Well, I was going to say, without some liquid on there, I just feel like it would be really dry. I mean, I know the butter becomes liquid, but... Yep. um, Wait, but you were in a pancake eating contest? Me? Um, oh, him. No, I was like, I was like <laughs> she's looking at me. But yeah, Chuck and I, last Yeah, Sunday, last we summer. Yeah, you missed it. What did you think he was doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, about, at this point, about 15 years ago, myself, my best friend, uh, and a couple of our other friends uh, got together at a place in Saratoga that makes giant fluffy pancakes, and I did not perform very well. Although, I ate more sausage than anyone else. <laughs> Is this something that happens all the time? No, this was just uh, us um, talking about how big these pancakes were and, uh, oh, so it was you know, the crazy things 20-year-olds do. Yeah. It wasn't like the hot dog eating contest with no, Nathan's hot dogs. No, this was not sanctioned dogs. by anyone. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I feel like we've blown far enough past that that's what she said moment. <laughs> so anyway, now the only thing I'm going to say, though, is I feel like this is – I'm going right on the record. I'm adaptable, I guess. If we have to – no, there's no – to me, these are two different genres. Really? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's the same batter. Yeah, but I feel like they just there's differences. There's a total difference. They between, slap differently. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a different texture. There's a different. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So I just feel like I don't know. I don't feel like these should go in the same group. I feel like they're just two separate items. But that's fair. The jets and the sharks. They got to be kept aside. <laughs> kept separate. <laughs> Otherwise, death. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, David, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been fantastic. Now. Plug everything. How can we get in touch with you if you want to be reached out to? So people can find me on Twitter. My handle is Poozer87. That's P-O-O-Z-E-R 87. We don't have enough time to get into I was, why You know, I was going to say. <laughs> Five mediocre minutes. That's the bury the lead moment because I'm sure there's a story there. But <laughs> next time, five mediocre minutes. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, and you can listen to the work that I produce for the Capitol Press Room. You can download the show wherever you get your favorite podcast. And we're actually launching a new product in March, uh, Dispatches from Planet Albany. If you already like New York State government and want to go deeper, this is going to be a weekly show we do that's kind of this insider conversation. So Capitol Press Room and Dispatches from Planet Albany, uh, that's what we're working at here over at WCNY in the Capitol. Nice. Excellent. And good luck with the softball season. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Say. All right. Well, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. And I'm an activist for that. So watch out if I'm at your house and uh, <laughs> I need to change some uh, toilet paper rolls. He will. Chuck Todd it. All right. Good to Excellent. know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Dave. We really appreciate the time. It's been a pleasure. All right. All you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Dave or David uh, Lombardo, for coming on to Meet the Littles. I hope we didn't bore the listeners too much. There was a lot of softball talk in there. But (laughs) But we like it. You know, it had to happen. So 
Anyway, all right, Roxy, let's get into something before we get into the emails. I'm going to give you, we're going to tease one of these, so you get to pick. Okay. Okay. Buy Nothing Group Pizza or Spectrum Internet. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to both of them. That's probably. a tough one. Let's do the pizza. Okay, the pizza. Now, a lot of our listeners, actually a lot of them are new, and they might not, if they didn't go back and listen to old episodes, they might not even know what we're talking about. Chuck, I'd like to think, I'm not saying all our listeners I introduced it to, but I think I introduced it to a lot of <laughs> listeners. Chuck here has a little bit of a problem, and it's called a buy nothing group. Now, what I mean by these are Facebook groups. Yeah. You know how there's like, well, there's well, the Loyal Littles podcast. Right. There's the, all these different All the TK groups, groups yeah. That someone started this thing called buy nothing, and it's so big in New York that it's by section. So there's like a buy nothing group in Hell's Kitchen. There's uh-huh. a buy nothing group in Queens. Actually, probably Sunnyside. Queen. There's different. But yeah. Based on the neighborhood. Yeah, because they don't want to have to go too far for all this stuff. Basically, it's a place you can post pictures of your junk or crap that you just want to get rid of. <laughs> you better be careful how you say that, Chuck. Why? Pictures of your junk. Oh, hey, hey now. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> we know some of these listeners, Chuck. <laughs> All right. Not that. How about you? What about you? I, mean, I, guess I didn't even think about that. My head's in the gutter, I guess. Yeah, but apparently it is. Get it out. So, okay. Oh so, gosh. there's this junk that... People's stuff. People's stuff. People's trash that's other people's treasure. Right. Okay. So, it's basically like a garage sale, but on the internet, I guess. Uh, it's not, not a sale. It's free. It's yeah, buy free nothing. free stuff. So, you don't have to buy anything. It's free stuff. Okay? You buy nothing, Maybe but Tony you would, get lost. Tony would love this, I bet. Okay, it's free stuff. Okay, but I don't know. I found some pretty great stuff. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. I got a free set of golf clubs, and they're good golf clubs. Yeah. I mean, the bag alone, mm-hmm. even if you don't want the golf clubs, the bag was brand new. It had to be over a $100 golf bag. Right. Got it for free. Yeah. Okay, just because for whatever pe- you know, people are. And it's your first bag that has the that stands up on the its own. The little kickstand, uh-huh. so it can stand up by itself, right? You were so excited. I was. Okay, so. You got a vacuum cleaner. You brought vac- it on the train with you to get it home. I did. I had to get on the subway to get it. and. Some of the other things. Anyway, some really good stuff. And like I said, I know some littles have found their buy nothing groups because of us. Some of them have them in Florida. They have them probably in every state. Yep. They're pretty amazing, actually. And so when we say you can pretty much post anything, you can (laughs) post anything. You can post anything. Right? And sometimes they're just, I think, pretty funny. Okay, this one was from the other night. No, I did not go to get this, Roxy. (laughs) It says... Does anyone want most of a perfectly good large cheese pizza from Justino's? Now, we go to Justino's. We like Justino's. That's right around the corner from yeah. us. So we like their pizza, and that's kind of our go-to, I would say. Yeah, for pizza. Because it's close by, mm-hmm. and just that's what we like. Okay. It then says, only one slice eaten. Long story. Also was delivered a little smushed looking. Also cold now. Otherwise, mint condition. So... If you wanted this kind of smushed, one slice gone, mint condition pizza, you could... Kind of cold now. Oh, and cold. Sorry. I mean, you could immediately just... You you would post in the group, say, I'll take it. And then you'd set up a time. I would... To go pick it up. I would think... Or to meet. Very soon. (laughs) That would be considered a flash give. They have all these hashtags. Yeah. Let simmer, flash mm-hmm. give. Like mm-hmm. if you want it gone right away. Curb alert. Curb It's oh. a good thing that wasn't yes. a curb alert. People will also take pictures as they're walking home if they like see something on the curb. Something on the, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you can just go get it. Right. Pick it up. Anyway, that's the buy nothing <laughs> group. For you new listeners, hopefully we've just opened your eyes into a world of goodies. Smushed, cold, one slice missing cheese pizza. Mint condition. Mint, otherwise mint condition. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Okay. Roxy, let's get to the emails. What okay. do you say? Um, we heard from Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. He says, Chuck, 
The guy with the long fingers during the Everything Everywhere musical performance, that guy is David Byrne, and he was the lead singer of The Talking Heads. That particular song wasn't my favorite, but I do love David Byrne, and he's never shied away from going out there and doing some weird things. See, for example, the growing suit in Stop Making Sense, one of my top two music documentaries of all time, The Last Waltz being the other. Best, Bobby Gottfried, episode 12, by Adam Benson and Math, I'm top 10. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Talking Heads, haven't heard about them. I can't remember. They All right, Bobby's going to hate me for this. Were they like a one-hit wonder? They weren't. They had a few tunes, I think, that were pretty popular. Sure. Roxy has no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> Bobby. Just for the He's shaking his head and screaming go at the radio. Go easy on me if you're going to go easy on her. That's all I'm going to say. All right, then we heard from You Know Who, Dear Choxy, just listened to episode 150 and the discussion about Daylight Savings Time. Specifically, the acronym portion is very interesting. On one hand... You want to use the terms correctly, but on the other hand, there are way too many acronyms, and they really don't seem necessary. What's stopping us from solely speaking in acronyms? I mean, it makes sense with things like RBI, NFL, or NBA, but where does it end? While watching a baseball game, you might hear the following, JT led the NL in RBI in 21, and it seems ridiculous to anyone that isn't all in on the sport, but it does help to get the point across quicker. Things like HMSDRO would be so much faster than typing out, how many shoes does Roxy own? Am I right? (laughs) Does it say something about me that I am more concerned with whether or not Creed 3 is a Rocky film than I am concerned if the correct term is savings or saving time? Wait, is it C3 or is it C, then Roman numeral 3? If we are abbreviating Creed, Roman numeral 3. Episode 178 A-B-T-H-S, another acronym, OIVE. Now, he left out the A, so this just says A-B-T-H. Right. Always better than hockey segment. Right, because A is just A. Well, I'm sorry. It's it's a word, but it's a letter. It's implied. It's implied. Oh, I see how it is. Okay, if you say so. (laughs) All right, Roxy, then I believe we have some math. Sort of. Oh, yes. So I'm going to let you deal with this one. Oh, boy. Okay. This is from Dina and Damascus, episode 53. Dear Chuck and Roxy, I can only think of two scenarios that would have a car turn signal going on (laughs) while Elliot recorded his voice memo. (laughs) Number one, he was pulled over on the side of the road to record the voice memo, leaving his emergency blinkers on for safety. Number two, not B. Thank you. He was driving using a hands-free recording to record the voice memo and is one of those drivers that forgets to turn off the signal after passing here's hoping it's number one p.s hearing brandon borzelli use the transitive property made my math loving heart go a flutter but it wasn't quite mathematically perfect if we want to go full math on this to use the transitive property of inequality you'd need to write it out like this star wars is less than et is less than stranger things no less than is not implying that it is a lesser show just that its contents are totally inside the other Dina Damascus, episode 53. Wait, but I'm, okay, I'm so it's That's not said, less no than... No one said there would be math involved. See, I would say Star Wars is greater than E.T., which is greater than Stranger Things, but if it's all within Star Wars, maybe going the opposite way is what she's saying. I, I guess. I have no idea. My head hurts. And we appreciate Elliot for being a good sport about the whole... Because we, we had quite a few write in about the blinker and I made a comment too. We think it's a blinker. Is it a blinker? It must have been a blinker. It has to have been, but I would love to know the answer. Yeah. All right. Well, then we have this as well. Hey there. 
there, Claire Natola here. When I heard Elliot's audio message on your March 16th episode, I thought, is that a metronome in the background? And then I realized that he was probably just living out a George Carlin joke. You ever been behind a guy whose turn signal has been on for 80 miles? <laughs> you say, well, maybe he's just really cautious, you know. I'm not gonna pull out now, he may go at any moment. And you find out later he was going around the world to the left. Claire Natola, episode one. That's good. Now, that's good. <laughs> never thought about a metronome. No. Now, how that didn't occur to me, I don't know. That's a really good thought. Elliot, were you using a metronome? Were you practicing and just took a break and forgot the metronome was going on? And then you. Or using the metronome to keep time to make sure that the audio message didn't run too long. Roxy, so keeping time. What? Keeping time. Keeping time. Okay. Come on, Chuck. All right. Well, I don't know, but we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. It doesn't matter. The content was great. Oh, totally. All right. Roxy, that's all the time we have. So first of all, just congratulations to all our Sweet 16 bracket finalists, finalists. for the names. And, congr- and also congratulations to the honorable mentions. Yeah. those they're All the bracket names are so great. We look, that's, our, fa- that's our favorite part. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that is the only reason I would be acceptable to the NCAA widening the bracket. Like if they went to like 128 teams or something like that, because then we could <laughs> narrow it down we'd have like a final 64 and then 32 or something like that Mm -hmm. but anyway thank you so much to david lombardo episode 216 first one that gets to say that for coming on to meet the littles and thank you jolene wojcik episode 40 and sandra rohde episode 103 for our bumpers this weekend sisters 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 (laughs) can't believe you didn't do that roxy roxy tell everyone how they can get in touch with us go to our website loyallittlespod.com everything is there everything Everything, especially the 2023 Bracket Challenge tab. Yes. All your updated information will be there if you need it. Otherwise, don't forget, if you need a grip for your stick. Go to stickgrip.com. If you need fog-free eyewear. Go to fogfreeeyewear.com. If you need a book. Go to aaronsbooks.com. And remember, the most important thing about all of this is if you are out shopping online tonight. Don't forget to. Use the code. Don't be a dope. Grab your yardstick now and grab your rope. Use the code LLPOD. Bye. I did not perform very well.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Please hit me. Oh, yeah.